0: I learned two things this weekend. The first being that you can't escape the news. And uh, the second that's more practical for people is that uh, I'm an idiot or that you, you, if your sports team is doing really badly, uh, it makes no sense to buy tickets in advance. <laughs> and I don't know why nobody told me this. I I think <laughs> it should it, like, I, I should have figured it out myself. But yeah, apparently... Being picky about where you sit for a team that's on track to have their worst season record in 30 years, yeah, advanced purchases are not are not encouraged. Yeah, I I alluded
1: to this with the game that I went to a couple of weeks ago, where normally these Saturday, I guess in your case, it was sort of like a late afternoon game. Mm-hmm. In my case, I think it was a one o'clock game. But either way, anytime on a Saturday afternoon, those are games that are... I think kind of typically the most expensive through the regular season, yeah um but yeah, and it turns out turns out not so much anymore when you're uh last place in the division
0: <laughs> and, and second from last in the entire uh sport right um yeah, so that that was a bummer, I mean, I still like the seats that i that we that we got, but it was it was it was fine, yeah, I was looking at like um I think it was yesterday I was looking at uh prices a couple hours before the game and there were legitimately decent seats for eight dollars yep so maybe i'm gonna do that like because i I, because i still enjoy the ballpark and and the team even if we're losing this game was a little bit demoralizing just because it looked competitive for a little while and there were just a bunch of costly mistakes that were just like it seemed a bit like a circus and you were just like oh man if if this was if this was on tv i would have shut this off but we've we've already talked about my, my stance about leaving early Oh, of course, um, but yeah uh, yeah, uh I'm thinking maybe whenever I'm in the city, I just need to. And there's a game on to you know go on StubHub an hour before and see see what you can do.
1: Yeah, even even when they're competitive, especially during the week. Um, if you get like an evening game during the week, which you know, our majority of the games Monday through Friday, you can generally get a pretty good deal day of. Yeah, you know what I I will say though. Um, in like i think today's game was, was this way where it was like a twelve thirty start on a wednesday mm-hmm. i never quite understand
0: how those games are full well okay let's let's so let's talk about that one well have you read any uh, done any research into or read any articles about the this is the 531st consecutive sellout type thing that they do yes so i i gotta i i have to believe and i don't think it's just like the current political situation that makes me think this, but I, I, there has to be some type of self-dealing here. Like I know it can't just all be season ticket holders and people that haven't sold their seats. Like they have to, they have to be selling tickets to themselves or, do, or doing something like that. There's like, even <laughs> with with how, with how poorly, like how poorly the team, team's been doing, there's no way that they're selling all these seats. And apparently, and this is something that I, I dug up is that, since the stadium's capacity of of, of AT and T Park is like forty one thousand five hundred, since they also sell, uh, sell standing room only and obstructed view tickets, those apparently do not count towards the stadium's total capacity. So even though they sell those, as long as they sell out the forty one thousand, that still counts as a sellout. Hmm. Which sounds like saying like you won the ele- uh, the popular vote too. Like I don't know. <laughs> Um and then let me send you a picture. So this is the second half of this where I said uh you can't escape the news. So at the end of the game, I was like I was happy like cuz all the Uber news was in the past and I was like oh thank god. Um but then when the Giants lose apparently, this is what comes up on the on the side like advertising banner. It's an ad for Uber that says no, still <laughs> oh, no. catch oh. yeah and I was like cuz of course, like with the person I was with, I was like, "I was like, oh yeah, like Travis is out and all this stuff, and like it just comes up just because that's that was the big story of the week." But then, right as they lose, and they're like, "Oh, here's the final score," and everybody's walking off the field, and look at uh, look at how many empty bleachers there are, like right <laughs> after the game. There's so many people left, like in the sixth inning, which which is deplorable. But yeah, you can still catch a win tonight. Your ride home from the park is just a tap away.
1: Too too soon, Uber. Too soon. Yeah Uber. yeah. Although I guess, you know, they're getting their money's worth out of that ad this year.
0: (laughs) Do do you think they negotiate at the beginning and there's like, they they just pay pay a flat flat rate rate for no matter how many, how badly or, hey, we hope the team does great. We hope we never get to show this ad.
1: (laughs) Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, So that that just literally, as I looked up from my seat, I was like, oh,
0: Jesus.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, You know, this picture actually reminds me um, something else that I observed when I was at the game a couple weeks ago that I was going to bring up with you. So, you know, at at t Park, they talk, God, talk about inside baseball this episode, literally. literally. um, <laughs> They have the Virgin America club level. I don't know if you've ever sat up there. It's actually really nice. I got to do yeah. it one time. It's yeah. really nice. Um, What are they going to do with that, you think?
0: It's going to be the Alaskan Airlines... We we destroyed this brand that you love. <laughs> <laughs> Level, yeah, okay, yeah, you know. okay. That that is a bummer because, like, again, I don't I don't fly much, so therefore, like, I've only taken Virgin once, I think. But that that's a bummer because they 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 gave it a good college try at being a non crappy airline, and now they're being absorbed.
1: You know, uh, here's a hot take: I'm not a big Virgin America fan. Why is that? Um. So well, there's quite a few reasons. They don't. They don't even really have any um, extra legroom option. They only offer one row in the front of coach, and that's and that's it. And that row doesn't even have any sort of under seat storage because there's no seat in front of it, and there's also no dedicated overhead bin space. So, like the one kind of air quotes premium row in economy is arguably worse in some ways, even though it's got a little bit more legroom. They offer no free entertainment. So every single TV show, every single movie that's in the seatback display, you have to pay for. They charge you extra just to sit towards the front of the plane in coach. It's considered a benefit to sit closer to, you know, the exit when you get off the plane.
0: Well, but is it an actual fee or is it just that those seats generally have a higher price?
1: So you literally, you, you pay the same fare but then when you go to select your seat it'll be like plus $20 or plus $15 until you eh. go further back in the plane.
0: Eh. Okay.
1: They're they're just and and I just I don't know like in general I've never found their service to be it's not it hasn't been bad but I I have not found it to be demonstrably better than anyone else.
0: Hmm. So I don't okay. know.
1: I just you know they're just I don't I don't hate them but I just people put them up on this pedestal as if they're somehow Exponentially better than anyone else, and I, I just, I I would I don't want say they're worse than anybody, but I also f- just don't really buy the argument that they're a whole lot better than any of the other airlines.
0: Okay, you don't you don't see it. Okay,
1: yeah, I just don't All see right. it. I can get that, but but the the the, the club level at AT and T Park is is very nice. But I'm curious what it's going to become.
0: Yeah, I I wonder if the because I don't know in mergers are the. um Branding and sponsorship rights and that kind of stuff transferable, or, or how that generally works. I, I, yeah, I, I don't either.
1: But I, I would guess that the contract between Virgin and AT and T has a clause in it which says, you know, hey, if you get acquired, this, this is null and void.
0: That would be my guess. Well, I would think it'd be the opposite, which is that the other people have to, because then the, the ballpark loses money if just because a company takes a turn for the worse and they get uh, acquired. Well,
1: that's, well, yeah, fair point.
0: Yeah. Um what what is what's the name of Salesforce's thing? Cuz know they have a little section too. Does it does it have like a catchy I thought they just had like a box. I don't I don't think it has a catchy name, but I think it has a is a, a mildly annoying name. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, uh, it was a decent game until until the very end in which case it kind of all fell apart. Yeah. 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 The giant. Gi- giants giants are really bad. It's really not good, but I, I do appreciate, and you could put a link in the show notes that um, that Ringer article that you that you linked to. I, I read in full, and it was actually very uh, elucidating, and it was it was very informative. So I, I liked it. It's a good. It was yeah. a good brief refresher as to why we are in the situation we're in.
1: Well, we'll put this in the notes, and um, I, I this was a familiar story to me because this is something that the Angels have been struggling with for the last five to seven years. Is I think statistically they've, um, they've had, like, the worst farm system because they've, they've traded so many guys for players who end up being busts. Um, and that sounds like kind of what the the Giants are sort of in right now.
0: Yeah. And I thought it was a good fair take of, of yeah, our farm system is, is rather poor in certain areas, but actually does really well at nurturing and developing good pitching talent. Um, did you actually read that article? I did. Mm-hmm. Um, what was – there was something I was going to call out. Um, I did not know that Angel Pagan was not well liked. I, I vaguely remember that. Hmm. You could kind of see it on the field. He was always a little, well, he wasn't too showboaty. He had kind of Uh, his like, his like little mannerisms and kind of like looks whenever he reached base and stuff, but he, he towed the line. Mm. Hmm. I I didn't love the salute. Eh, I thought that was, eh, don't, I
1: don't, I don't, I don't love that i'm not but, i'm not but, a big but,
0: uh, do you love end zone dancing i don't know you're, you're a
1: football guy well so here's what i'm not a fan of and this is getting us way off topic now but i i'm not a fan what the topic of, are we on <laughs> who knows especially with sports because this is where it seems to come up most frequently i don't like any sort of reference or analogy to the military or war so like in a post-game hmm. interview if a player refers to something like "oh, it was a battle out there" or you know it was an all-out war, I don't I don't like that. I don't don't compare sports to something that actually matters, you know. So like the salute thing, I
0: I just I don't I don't like that. Hmm. No, I get, hmm. I'm, I'm maybe being a little a little uppity about that. But. No, no, I get that. Actually, that's actually a good call up. I I guess maybe I don't. Hmm. Yeah, I, I maybe I didn't think of the salute as that having that much. Um, military symbolism but hmm maybe it doesn't and maybe i'm just
1: colored by all the other military references which are more overt and then i, I sort of just assume that that's what that's in reference to as well but well
0: no but I, I agree with you in in the sense that like yeah some of the post-game interviews are always like oh yeah like well, we just keep fighting we keep fighting and yeah it was, exactly it was, yeah it was, it was about that third quarter was that was yeah we were all one team yeah i know i totally get that yeah that's a good point mm-hmm. when when you have people like to not take this back to basketball but people with a 40 million dollar year contract <laughs> i feel nothing for you right um yeah so anyway i don't know the giants still like the the records can be disappointing but i i still in general have fun at the game regardless it's, it's a fun place to be and as long as people aren't clearing out halfway through the game it's still it's still a fun atmosphere generally unless you're by somebody who's a bit boorish i think
1: I think baseball is the only sport you can go to live where even if the game isn't super exciting or if your team is losing, you can still just have a really good time, especially at AT&T Park where there's such good food and drink options and it's it's just such a beautiful part of the city. Mm-hmm. Like any other sport you go to, basketball, hockey, football, if, if your team is losing or if it's just like a really boring game. Like I went to a 49ers game three, four years ago where they, they not only did they lose, but the final score was like 9 to 6 it was like the lowest sc- <laughs> it was it was the lowest total Uitohaki score game. yeah right it was like the lowest total score of any 49ers home game in like 35 years or something i mean it was like it was just the most sloppy boring game and like it was fun still but it that absolutely took a lot of the fun out of it Whereas with baseball, like I mean, you and I both have been to losses recently, and you know it's 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 still been a fun time.
0: Yeah, I think uh, yeah, it's very different. And again, like I I can't fathom actually being at a football game just because like the pace of action just just doesn't work for me. Um, but no, I can I can totally see that. So, so last
1: question to, to
0: round out this, the baseball talk and the
1: kind of the AT&T park talk specifically. Sure. So what's your, what are what are your go-to food and drink options when you're there?
0: So garlic fries, of course. And then generally, you know, just, just a hot dog or like a Polish or like a Polish sausage, like anything like that. I don't, I don't venture out into, I don't, I don't ever do peanuts or popcorn. I find the people who actually like just throw the peanut shells on the floor and, and that kind of stuff. <laughs> I hate that so much and it bothers me and i, and I Wait, why is that funny? I just uh, that's that's very much a comment that
1: you would make, and, and and I and I don't I don't fault you for it at all.
0: Wait, are you the, are you? I, I are, say are you somebody who would throw those on the floor and be a be a terrible person. I'm I'm just I'm not going to comment on that. Are the seagulls are honing? Are they hovering or are they circling your seat at 10 ten ten on a an evening game because you have so much food on the floor? I do have a really funny story about that. Is it's this the, the one where, with the extra innings game, where they taught you the clap? Uh, well, so it, yes, it was that
1: game, but that's not the story. So, this, and actually, ironically, so this was a game against the Mets, the team that you just saw this last weekend. This was again a few years ago. And this was a, a weekday, proving that I stayed through the whole game. This was a weekday night game that went sixteen innings, went until like 1.30 or one forty-five in the morning. I stayed the whole time and went to work on time the next morning. Um, so yeah, so you, you alluded to this. So yeah, so this, the seagulls were, were swooping around and as more and more people left the game and the stadium became more quiet, they got quite a bit more aggressive. And so they, yeah, they had us do this clap thing to try to get them away. But there was one point in the like 13th or 14th inning where, so I, at this point I was the only one left in my group. And then there was another family sitting, uh, wait, really? Kind of, yeah. Well, I, yeah. On a weekday night, it's kind of, you can't blame them really. Oh,
0: what a bunch of crumb bums. <laughs>
1: Um there's a family sitting, I don't know, maybe two rows up and a few seats over and <laughs> a seagull just came and just totally pooped on this little girl in the family and her little brother just started cracking up and then the dad kind of like was doing the thing where he was like trying not to laugh but you could tell he thought it was funny and the the girl actually took it pretty well but it. I. I have to admit. I. I chuckled a bit.
0: Monster. <laughs> um. As I was man. throwing. As I was throwing my peanuts. Goddamn. Uh, okay. Mm. No. You. 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 You get self-contained. You get yourself a decent hot dog. You get yourself some garlic fries. You mind your trash. You. You properly dispose of it in the compost bin. You. You. You don't. No. No. Um, and I just can't bring myself to ever, even though I like, I generally at a nighttime game, I want a hot chocolate or that kind of thing, or like getting one of those, like if it's a day game, getting one of those ridiculous gear deli Sundays, but I can't ever pull the trigger on it. Cause I'm just, I'm too, I'm too conservative. Hmm.
1: I've definitely, I've done the, the hot chocolate thing before I've done an Irish coffee before. Those are very good. Um, they actually, they, they do the same mix that point of vista does here in the city, which is delicious. um, yeah, I've, I've 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 done the ice cream, the Ghirardelli ice cream. Yeah, I I indulge in all that stuff that you don't. Got it.
0: One day. Yeah. Again, maybe maybe if I go to a couple more games this year, because again, it'd just be a nice relaxing thing. Um, that frees up some food budget money. That's right. Yeah. Um, can I can I pivot this real quick and do an anti pick of the week? <laughs> sure. Okay. So after the game, do you remember the thing where? And this was not specifically me. But did you see the thing where uh, Smitten was doing a special uh, rosé uh, flavor? What? No. Hold on. Okay. G- Google this because I, I... Okay. Sorry. Hold on. I can't...
1: Rosé? Like like the 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 sparkling wine? Yes.
0: Where um, I was... Sonoma... Yeah. I'm sure that your, your lady probably would have had tapped Son- on this.
1: Sonoma rosé ice cream. Yeah, this is the same link that I just found. Yeah. Where, where, how, how so, can, uh, so how anyway, can you find
0: this. So I, like an idiot, I follow Smitten on on Twitter, and here's the, here's the thing, because I, I am spoiler, like I, I am done with Smitten forever, because they they keep uh, hyping this on, on Twitter and social media and that kind of stuff, and probably on Instagram too, uh, that they have this special limited edition flavor. So so I went. Uh, and it wasn't that late. It was like it was like six o'clock on, or like seven o'clock on a Saturday night, and they're like, "Oh, like it's it's on the menu and everything." And there's no notice that it, like it won't be there. But they're like, "No, oh, we don't actually have it." And then I'm like, "My backup choice." And then they're like, "Oh, we don't actually have that topping either." And like the past four times I've gone to Smitten, and there was something I wanted or some like special flavor that they're they're talking about, they are always out of it. And I don't get how you can so poorly manage a business and whatever you have to do, or at least not tailor your advertising or your social media posts to not make people disappointed when they walk in. Because literally, it's been the past five times that I've gone that this has been a thing. So I am done with Spin Forever. Huh. I, I have and not... And I encourage all the listeners to, to be done with them too. It's just expensive ice cream. It is expensive. That's true.
1: Yeah, I I have not had the experience with this particular flavor, but I I have definitely have had the experience where you walk in and it's like, oh, we only have like chocolate and vanilla left.
0: Oh, great. But generally, you're not going at at ten thirty at night. Like it's it it like you can understand that they might be out of something if if it's like a super busy weekend and and it's it, it's super late. But otherwise, no, no, knock it off.
1: Hmm. Yeah. No, that's that's a fair a fair criticism of them. Yeah, and now I I very much want to try this rose ice cream. <laughs>
0: no, you you better not go on principle.
1: No, I'm say. I'm still going to go.
0: But oh no, it's only I believe it's only available at the uh, Mission District location. Oh, um. All right, yeah. There's a whole lot of stuff in in follow up, so um, let's we'll we'll waste some more time. Can you give me since since you're in hot take mode, can you can you give me your <laughs> your read on this? You said it yourself. Um, and you're going against whatever that tagline I wrote for the show, <laughs> right? Yeah, supposed to say fewer hot takes and something, something, something. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, what was it? Uh, I think it was pretty it was good. Few, fewer
1: hot takes and more mimosas, something along,
0: something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah.
1: If only if only one, we had a way to look it up.
0: Again, is going to have is going to have some.
1: Whoa! Do I have to hold on? Do I have to beep that out? Oh shit! Is that? Hmm. Should, yes, I, should, should I leave that in and force you to? To, to explain it or
0: no you do ha- you do have to beef that and you can't delete this portion but you also have to, to delete the the swear. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh but yeah apparently it's our our tagline is fewer hot takes endless mimosas, which is pretty good. Good job, of me. Mm-hmm. Um gimme give me your hot take on the uh, the Trump time cover thing. So yeah I struggle with this because this is a
1: quintessential example of a story that in in the grand scheme of things doesn't matter there are 20 different things that are way 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 more important that we should be putting more attention to or putting more of our attention to
0: no i i get it because i i struggle with the same thing where it's like you're like and i and oh, sorry the the whole the the, two, the fake news thing is is driving me up the fucking wall because that's all i can think of now um but no, just like because like you're like, yes, this is a completely frivolous thing and, and this is not actual substantive news, but it speaks to just like a complete lack of character. It's like in just like the most petty shit. Like, why would you who who does this? I don't know. Um, And also, I'm sure you've seen, but uh, one of the stories that they left on there from that week uh was uh, about climate change. Oh, I did I didn't notice that part. It's it's pretty good. It was like something like the new reckoning, like uh the, the importance of climate change or something. And um just, geez, I don't know. I, I have nothing to add here. It's it's just so fucking stupid and it's and I know there's a whole healthcare thing and there's so many other things to be upset about that are way more legitimate. But it's just frustrating, it's like it's like you you child. Oh my god. Okay. But in terms, of, so let, let's 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 keep moving. So, on that note, the two people that keep us the most sane in the, in this in this new reality that we live in uh, should not be allowed to go on vacation at the same time. Amen to that. So, so uh, pick of the week from I think like five weeks ago of mine, uh, Dave Pell, who does the amazing newsletter Next Draft, uh, apparently chose to take a couple days off at the same time as uh, Mike Barbaro of the New York of the Daily of the failing New York Times Uh daily podcast, the daily uh, have left at the same time, leaving us with uh, either no newsletter or somebody in their place who's doing a fine job. They're doing a, they're doing a very close like impersonation of Mike, which is weird. I don't know. I don't want, I don't want to knock what they're doing, but it seems like they're trying to stick really closely to, to the mold that he's, he's set up, but it's, it's, it's not quite working for me. Yeah, there's there's no replacing Mike
1: B. It's 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 been Caitlin Dickerson is, is her name. And she yeah. she's yeah, she's, she's done a great she's job. Been. Yeah. But there's just yeah, there's no replacing Michael B. Yeah. <laughs> Michael B. Michael B.
0: Um I did even though I said I wasn't gonna listen to it, I did end up listening to today's Daily at night. Um and the last uh four words of the episode were Mike is back tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, Oh God, thank you. <laughs> She, she did a fine job um but yeah you know, it's just when you get when you get used to something and it's like something that it's like literally like starts your day It it's tough to change
1: he kind of took random days off he left like i think he did like monday and tuesday last week and then now he's i don't know kind No, kind of i think i think weird. it was
0: like a consecutive seven days or something Oh okay yeah, okay. yeah I, th- I think yeah that's probably right but yeah pretty good um t- 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 do you have anything, or or can I keep complaining?
1: Oh, please, please <laughs> go go around. Right Sorry, ahead. It's,
0: it's an insanely slow, slow news week, so I'm just getting off every every random thing that that's been uh, eating at me all week. Do you? Um. So there's a new Nordstrom rack in, in Marin that that I that I went to, and this this is gonna be a really short story. But I went there, and they 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 apparently at the cash register they now ask you like four different things. One, they ask you to sign up for their credit card, which is something that we we, we need to talk about. Well, actually, let's talk about it now. Do you ever get like annoyed when you go to Target and they ask you about your the red card thing? Yes. What do you do? Politely decline. Good, as do I. But some people are super aggressive about it, or like, or they'll, they'll like they'll keep talking about it, and like, yeah, you just smile and it's like not like I know it's your I know it's your job. But I just I get so I don't know so just like after a while like just. you don't need to do this.
1: Well, I don't don't know if Target does this specifically, so I'm not accusing them, but I have known other people who have worked in retail in, in similar situations, and employees are typically compensated based on the number of card conversions that they get. Again, not saying that's what Target is doing necessarily, but it's certainly plausible. And if that's the case, I very much understand why an employee would be motivated to push it
0: yeah i mean and, and then that's that's probably true or it might be but i mean still i don't know i i every single time i'll be like nope a different card and uh and then but thank you and then some people will just keep going i'm like uh, come on man let's, let's let it go but no at north Rat, they're like oh yeah do you want to sign up for our whatever card? i'm like oh, no 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 thank you and then they keep on talking like oh free shipping blah 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 no i, I don't care um but then like they they said uh, just uh and what's your email address like not for any particular reason just like literally what's your email address and then I, and then i said for what she's like oh for your receipt i'm like is a is a printed copy not an option and then she's like yes and then it's just like transaction over and it was just so weird like i don't what, retail is having a challenging enough time as it is why i don't really understand why it's turning so hostile or or why it's just so hard to shop like cuz who we're not. We're not going to get into like a financial literacy discussion or anything like that. But who signs up for store credit cards? Um. I mean, I I think they're generally very popular. <laughs> who should sign up for store credit cards? Nobody. Well, we, yeah, we're we do not need to get into that. But but I'm I'm just saying like that. It's it's never a, like it's it's never a good like reward situation like it's and it's just not wise i don't i don't know but like little like like uh create, like because i've been doing like a lot of like home shopping and stuff like recently not not shopping at home like qvc but like shopping for my home and literally every place has their own unique credit card and i just i don't know it's just retail fatigue and also understanding that retail is so challenged right now that like why are you trying to alienate your customers
1: yeah i mean yeah I, I, you make fair points i mean I retail you know the one advantage it will always have above online is service, in in person service, and anything that they do to make the in person experience not pleasant is, you know, one more reason for you just to buy everything on Amazon. I mean at at Whole at Whole Foods.
0: Yeah, they, it still says Whole Foods on the door. I don't know. <laughs> I I, th- I thought Amazon was like a master of scale, and they and they just they would have replaced all the logos by now. Yeah, to send out the, the Prime Now people and they get it done in an hour. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, they're probably we're probably probably out of stock. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be a third party seller or whatever. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not it's not Prime eligible because because Amazon is sold out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the last thing that I have is um, USB C is not fun, and and I think that is one of the things that I, I forgot to mention last week in in the new MacBook Pro discussion. Um, I have to buy a dongle for literally everything. And, and it's and it's not fun.
1: Yeah, there's a um, there's a really sharp um, dock. That, I forget what company makes this, but it's just like a little kind of rectangular shaped box that plugs into one of the USB C ports. So I so I've I've seen that, and I think it's a company called Sateki. and um, that doesn't sound familiar. But whatever me, it is, whatever it is, it's it's horrifically expensive.
0: I, I don't think so. Or let, let
1: me send you a link. Um, no, yeah, no, no. This, this, this is not what I'm. I mean, it's similar to what I'm thinking about, but,
0: but yeah, like this one has really, um, really inconsistent reviews. So I've had to buy a separate uh, USB C to HDMI adapter, uh, USB C to USB A, and um, an Ethernet adapter, and it. and it's all just it's it's not, it's 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 an annoying transition.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like every new version of USB that comes out, we hear the same story of okay, you know, this is the one that everybody's going to migrate to. And, you know, I I don't I don't know. I mean, maybe USB C will be that, but
0: I'm I continue to be a little skeptical. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I'm going to talk about before uh, I just let you talk for the rest of the show. Um, do you have? Any- what has been your experience with Amazon Vine reviews or do you know what this is? I don't think I know what this is. So I just sent you a link to to a product which is a USB-C to HDMI adapter. So Amazon Vine is a program where Amazon will send out free products um to a group of like top reviewers uh in order to like uh kickstart uh not in that sense. Um reviews of a specific product so this adapter or whatever has uh, 25 star reviews but if you scroll down to the review section literally all of them say vine customer review of a free product hmm i don't know that that seems to like amazon reviews seem to be all over the map these days and this just seems weird especially since it's an Amazon uh, manufactured product like this is an Amazon basics product
1: so you know? so i i you're not you're not wrong I, it's it's reasonable to think that way but i'm generally of the opinion that as long as it's very very clearly disclosed this type of stuff is okay and to amazon's credit they put it in you know bolded green font so it's kind of impossible to miss they don't, they don't try to hide it
0: in any way well, but what if you, you so if you go to Amazon and you type in USB C HDMI adapter and you see four products, one of them is this one, and you see this one has twenty five star reviews, and you don't actually click and look at the reviews and you just buy it, like there is probably a, a fair amount of customers that do that because they just trust that they're probably organic, uh, honest reviews. And I am not <laughs> well, saying these are well, dishonest trusting, reviews.
1: Trusting online reviews blindly is never a sound strategy.
0: I mean, I think generally on Amazon, like if I see there's a decent number of reviews for a product that's not like super out there, I normally will think that on av like that the the sum of all those reviews divided by how many there were, also called an average, is um, <laughs> sorry to know where I was going there, um, it is probably fairly truthful. Like you might have like one crackpot that got a defective one or that has no idea what the product they bought was. And somebody who's just like, oh, I love this. Or somebody who's astroturfing for their company. But, I mean, normally you think that the, on average, if there's a, uh, like, once it crosses the threshold of, like, number of reviews, that it's probably pretty legit. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I ended up just buying a bunch of Anchor stuff because apparently, like, I don't know, people seem to think that they're pretty legit. Pretty legit so. Yeah. My, everything I've got from them has been, been pretty good. Yeah. No. All right. So, I'll let you take it. Do you have Do you have any follow up or any uh, little minor things?
1: I don't think I've got any sort of follow up, follow out, follow in. Got got none of that.
0: Okay. All right, then it's dealer's choice. Where do you want to go?
1: Um. Well, I guess the like the the biggest or <laughs> at least longest story that we've got in here is the the Apple secrecy stuff, which in in full disclosure, my my best point of reference to is upgrades review of the article on on this week. I I have not read uh, I've not read the article myself, although my understanding is that you have.
0: <laughs> it's like it's like the healthcare bill. <laughs> it's a lot a lot like that. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're are we're, we're gonna take a vote and we're gonna discuss it before I've actually read it. It's okay. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to. Yeah. No, yeah, don't, no, shade, don't... no, no, no shade is being thrown. But yeah. I, I but
1: don't 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 put me on that level
0: no no um no you always read the bill uh so this this whole thing it's basically there, there was a, a presentation or a conference like well, i don't know what you want to call it um but a meeting of a lot of people inside apple uh where they kind of Enumerated and, and discussed the whole Apple doubling down on secrecy thing of like what that means and how they're trying to stamp out leaks and and what what's going on with Apple there. And it involved uh, was was Tim Cook just in a video or was he actually there? Do you remember listening hearing any of that on Upgrad? I I don't re- recall any
1: reference of him being directly involved.
0: Yeah, so I mean it's, so the whole the whole reason this is out is cuz an employee actually uh, on a meeting about leaks um recorded the entire discussion and presentation of what Apple is doing to stop and curb leaks which is pretty good. Um and and I think probably a, I would say bravo, a good thing to do because the whole thing seems a little creepy. Cuz Apple um I mean they've been They have to stem leaks from two different places. They have internal leaks from corporate employees, people who are designing the products and and who work in like white-collar jobs inside Cupertino and Apple's various um, development teams. And then there are the leaks that happen when um, the product designs and that kind of stuff goes into manufacturing. And then you have to deal with um, engineering samples and then the mass production that happens um, a couple months in advance of uh, a product's general release. And Apple, sta- uh, I think they said that uh, for the first time this year or something, that um, more leaks happened from like the corporate campuses than did the supply chain for the first time ever, which I'm not sure it's actually true. But um, yeah, they, they they described a lot of ways that they are trying to stamp out leaks, and it seems like the... Uh warehouses and factories are probably pretty terrible places to work more than you might have thought before um Apple bragged that they um or apple's head of like uh do you remember what the the term was It wasn't corporate security What was it called i thought i thought it was right uh, hold on, let me see the outline uh director of global security eh, yeah. same thing um yeah they, they were they were Saying that they now like conduct more um, inspections like of employees than the TSA does, which is kind of a weird thing to pride yourself on. Um, and just like the fact that that, and, and I, I, I know the obvious question is like, where else would they come from? But like them talking about like most of the members of like their global security team come from like the FBI and the NSA and the in the U.S. military. I don't know. I don't have a lot to add here. It's just it 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 was. It was weird. You 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 know that a company as large as Apple that has a much that has as much on the line from uh, keeping things close to the vest and making sure that um, the first time the public ever hears about an Apple product is from Apple directly. Um, and that Apple of today is very different from the Apple of ten years ago, where like websites like Apple Insider and Mac Rumors were just talking about, oh, I think the new iBook is going to have FireWire. Like I mean, I, I, it's very very different. But also, like just like the reality of what makes that possible in and their efforts to be more secretive I don't know it it's just it's it's
1: I don't know it's a tricky thing because from a from one point of view, it's a really good problem to have. <laughs> I mean, your products are so sought after, and people get so excited about them that they're willing to. Do all kinds of crazy things to try to find out, you know, what they're working on. And there's just really, there's really no other company quite like that. So it's a really unique position to be in. Um, but yeah, in, in any way, you know, my my kind of the thing that I was most surprised by in the article was what you mentioned earlier about there being more leaks from Apple headquarters than in the supply chain. I I also find that really hard to believe, and that's Mike on Upgrade was alluding to that, but then also just kind of made the point of like, well, why why would they say that in an internal presentation if it wasn't true? I mean, I, I guess to potentially scare employees, but that, that, I don't know, that that seems a little extreme. So I, I would take it as being true, but it's really surprising and not, certainly not what I would have guessed.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, so uh, Rice compares Apple's work of screening factory employees to that of the TSA. Their peak volume is 1.8 million a day. Ours for just 40 factories in China is 2.7 million a day. That number surges to 3 million when Apple wraps up, uh, ramps up production, he adds. And all these people need to be checked every time they enter next to the factory. Um. Yeah. I don't know. And then this is going to well, this is going to your earlier discussion. Uh the global security team in China has been busting their ass to solve the problem of leaks stemming from Apple factories, Rice says, describing the efforts as trench warfare nonstop. Yeah, don't um, don't don't love that. Definitely don't love that. Well, when you hire yeah. Hmm. I I just think it's tricky. Again, you, you you kind of don't always want to know how the sausage is made, but like it's I don't know. It's it's a huge company and it's a very valuable company that 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 does have a lot of a lot to gain and lose by making sure that they are in control of their IP and making sure that their releases are on their own terms. Oh, just yeah, it's tricky. I mean, the the other thing
1: that I'm kind of just thinking of in real time here that doesn't really back up the idea that more leaks are coming from inside of Apple as compared to the supply chain is the stuff that's kind of all within apple's control which is you know mostly like software stuff that that almost never leaks i mean there was the big like ios 7 leak a couple of days before it was presented but but usually did that leak yeah the the some screenshots of it came out a couple of days ahead of time showing the whole flat redesign um but but usually that kind of stuff um and also hardware you know like most recently like the um iPod HiFi that you know isn't being produced yet that stuff like the design of that didn't leak out ahead of time so it seems like the stuff that's not supply chain dependent usually doesn't leak and the stuff that is does so i that, that so that i just don't really it just doesn't really back up the idea that most of these leaks are coming from inside apple
0: but Again, it seems like a weird thing for them to lie about, so. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But again, this, this wasn't necessarily, I mean, not that I think it, any of the stuff that was presented was, like, patently untrue, but, I mean, this probably was not meant to be um, widely distributed. Because I don't think this was, a, this. I don't think this was a plant. It's um, like, you know, and I think they actually mentioned this on Upgrade, too, but, like, sometimes, you know, there's the whole, they'll have, like, an internal message board thing where, like, an employee will ask a question, and they're like, "Oh Tim's gonna answer this in a way that you're sure this is gonna get out to the public, and hopefully this this does some like p r like cover work and stuff like that right where i I don't think <laughs> this necessarily was meant to be public. I don't think this was like a top secret meeting, but it also was not meant to this doesn't put the best face on Apple, not that it's yeah no yeah definitely, definitely not, yeah, yeah, it's weird." That's it. Yeah. Uh I think that actually does uh give us a logical transition into um something about iOS 11 that I do think is actually pretty cool. And this is this is privacy or a sec- secrecy on the other end of the spectrum where uh iOS 11 is actually going to be way more obvious and this actually ties in with Uber too. Um about when applications are using your location in the background. Um because you know that little bar that you get up at the top whenever you're doing navigation, uh, where like it's, it's just gigantic saying, like, tap this to continue navigating? Yep. So, apparently that's going to be the way that any application that uh, elects to uh, only give you the option of uh, allow this app to use my location always, uh, whenever it's actively using your location, it will literally take up, like, an eighth of the top of the screen saying uh, Uber has been using your location in the background, which I think is amazing uh because there are so many applications that abuse um location services and a lot of them like Uber that have made it so that you cannot choose what is generally the most um sane choice which is uh only while using this application and they've made the choice never or always and iOS 11 is apparently going to force them to fix that which I think is is fantastic yeah i do too so that's that's pretty good um i know there are certain other applications that might be disadvantaged by this and maybe there's gonna be a workaround for it um like you know like uh things like foursquare and like that app that i use capsule that's um discontinued pour one out for it yeah so does that but, does
1: that mean that you're just you're gonna constantly have a blue bar at the top of your phone i certainly
0: hope not <laughs> um hmm. but yeah who knows I'm sure they'll figure it out, but again, the best part of this is that it that it's going to force Uber to stop being shitty with their application. Mm-hmm. Also, Uber's application is 300 megs now. Well, yeah, we can we can talk about that. I mean, so we can briefly talk about that because, yeah, every time I go to the uh, the app store updates thing because I don't allow automatic updates because I'm because that's insanity. But uh, th- these apps are gigantic.
1: Yeah, I mean, so this has been uh Gruber's like he every once in a while he'll like really get his claws into something and um the 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 whole app size thing has definitely been what he he's focused pissed. on yeah and 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 rightfully so since since he since he brought it up recently I've started paying more attention to it too and it it really is ridiculous e- even over wi fi which is the only way you really should be updating your apps um it takes forever i mean you've got fifteen updates that are you know 300 350 megs each.
0: It's 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 insane. Airbnb is 217 megabytes. Let's see. Yeah, it it's all these apps that have no business, you know, being as big as they are. Exactly. Facebook 369 megs. I mean, come on. Um yeah, good job NPR one, only 20 megs. Okay. Um yeah, that that's that's weird. Um and, and also kind of crappy, but um have you do you have any uh non-essential or inessential um ios devices like do you have a phone that you're going to throw the ios 11 beta on no
1: but i i have the last couple of years thrown the public beta on my ipad and we'll probably do that again this year
0: you're just going to wait a couple of releases so that it's at least a little bit stable. I think I've, you know, I think I've gone for the first public beta
1: before, but I've I've heard, <laughs> I've heard too many horror stories about iOS 11 where I mean it wouldn't really wouldn't be that big of a deal if I had to roll back my iPad, but it seems like kind of a hassle. So I'm I'm going to wait a little bit.
0: Yeah. I put it on my work iPhone that I never actually use and and it's 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 pretty rough around the edges. Yeah. So, and also visually <laughs> it looks absolutely awful. Um, cause yeah, everything looks like the the damn music app Yeah, it, yeah, and it's really not good. I do like the new control center though. And, um, even though this won't really apply since I'm a fan of G board, they did make the built-in keyboard, um, do that thing. Like they ripped off the, the galaxy note thing where you can kind of squish the keyboard into one side. So it's easier to one hand if you have a plus model, which is actually pretty cool. Oh huh. yeah. All right and let's actually let, let's let's promote something that we we talked about offline um you were what what started this conversation did you bring up the bolt ev yeah i did i did okay so what in your point in that one it has like a 260 mile range like you 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 got somehow where we we started talking about um uh how like what, what, what might happen if Tesla is or is not successful or like or really what is Tesla's unfair advantage in in the EV market? Well, not, not unfair, because they've they've done the work, but no, my, I mean, like, my what's point... what's their secret weapon that makes them uh, better suited to outpace like the legacy car makers? I I think for, for
1: the time being, it's well, I mean, for one, actually putting these cars out in, in volume, which other manufacturers are just now starting to do and Tesla's been doing for a while. Um, but I think, for me, the big thing is the supercharger network. You know, I, th- I think, you know, range anxiety is by far and away people's number one concern with electrical electric vehicles. And, you know, I I was thinking about, like, with when I was reading about the, you know, the Bolt a little bit, I mean, you know, usually people are using these for shorter distances, and charging's not going to be an issue, but... If you do decide to go on a longer trip and you come up against the range limit on something like the Bolt. Like what are you going to do? Like you're you're just going to you're going to like literally going to have to like stop somewhere overnight to recharge it.
0: Well, how long does a traditional EV take? I think even with a
1: 240 um charger it, it it's hours and hours.
0: Well, how long does a supercharger take? Isn't it still? Like I think an hour? it's.
1: I think it's like forty, forty-five minutes to get like an eighty-five percent charge, something like that. So it's still not instantaneous, but I mean, it's a whole lot better than, you know,
0: four or five hours. Okay, so so th- I guess this is this is my point of contention because you, you, I think you're a bit more optimi- optimistic on on Tesla than I am. Where, so so you're saying that superchargers are like the, the key way that they're going to be able to differentiate compared to to other uh, people making electron uh, electric vehicles, but like if we say that Tesla does like the Model Three is is a an inor- a, a just a crazy success and they get like rapid adoption of of electric vehicles. That advantage goes away really quickly, just because one, I don't, they're they're obviously not going to give uh, super included supercharger access to the Model Three owners. Um, so that advantage goes away because those superchargers will always be occupied, because there's no way that they're going to be able to build out the supercharger infrastructure um, fast enough to accommodate all the extra users if they have any meaningful level of success and adoption.
1: Well, they, I mean, they say they are. They're, they say that they've been building more superchargers. They've been expanding capacity at existing locations. So they, they say that
0: they've, they've taken the Model 3 rush into account. But, I mean, we'll, we'll, but, we'll but, see. But how many is that? Like, let, let's say it's Thanksgiving weekend and a bunch of people are trying to get from San Francisco to L.A. And it's a whole bunch of people taking the exact same route. Like, how does that even work?
1: Uh, I, I, I don't know. will We'll have to see that seems like a little bit of an extreme scenario but
0: Well, i mean i i think that's a, that's a, a a very realistic scenario that happens 6 times a year like with any major holiday like it's just like every, every time there there's a it's christmas or new years or thanksgiving or or easter or something that just people are not going to be able to there's to be like oh whoops we got to take the gasoline car
1: maybe i don't know um so, so, so some some real time follow up here so the uh bolt ev um on a 240 ch- uh, watt volt whatever charger um mm-hmm. 25 miles of range per hour of charge Oy. yeah <laughs> and if you if you plug it into if you plug it into a regular outlet mm-hmm. 4 miles per hour of charge
0: well yeah but that's not i know i t- how, how much have you plugged it into a usb usb <laughs> um, um and then apparently they they have
1: something called a super fast charger which well, is yeah a, that's what you have to compare it against which i guess is they say available at public stations yeah okay i guess i can think of some examples of that um that's 90 miles of range in about 30 minutes yeah, that's well. But that but, sounds like but, a supercharger. Well, but superchar- and superchargers, miles. superchargers are way more common and way easier to find than
0: these public I think stations are, right? I think you're completely wrong. No, because hold on. So the range is two sixty-five, one hundred eighty miles. So you get you get a sixty-eight a percent charge in an hour. That's that. Hold on. I was googling stuff on the internet is probably not very entertaining. But <laughs> oh wow, there's way more superchargers than I thought.
1: Yeah, and I don't. Think, and it's still not that many. I don't think there are a lot of public stations where that's got the super fast charger thing.
0: I think there's a lot of them you can just stop, you can you can stop in front of a, an offline uh, offline Amazon and they they all have um uh EV charging stations. Um uh, oh, wait. I didn't know I didn't know about the economics of this. Each year owners receive 400 kilowatt hours of free supercharger credit enough to drive about a 1000 miles. Wait, what? That means you can use a supercharger station three times.
1: Well, I mean, if you were going completely empty to full, I guess.
0: Mm. Um, where's the? Okay, so yeah, it's forty five minutes to eighty percent. That's that's fine. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just saying that Tesla's lead that people seem to think is insurmountable is is totally able to be overcome and i don't know like just with, with i'm just not as bullish as everybody seems to think they are i don't think they're worth that much more than ford i i just i just don't get it cuz the the model s has had tons of quality issues it doesn't sell as well as people think it actually should didn't didn't uh, didn't
1: ford just have to recall like 40,000
0: vehicles today i mean but but no, but but ford sells 2 million cars a year and how many how many does tesla sell Forty thousand, but
1: you're framing it like Tesla's the only car manufacturer that has manufacturing issues. I mean, they all do.
0: You're you're still mad that your Ford Edge is never going to get Sync. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally all of this. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, even even the the Ford Transit Connect cars that are driving your chariot are probably have Sync. And the dudes up there with CarPlay. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it it hurts because it's probably true. Yeah. Okay. Actually, wow, man, we <laughs> there was no news this week. Um, I think the last thing is that, and this is actually more of probably a jumping off point to other discussions, but um, this was advertised on podcasts a couple of times. That's probably the only way that anybody ever heard about it, is that there's a company that was started by formal, former Apple engineers called Pearl Vision that made like a $400 um, uh, wireless Bluetooth backup camera for cars. Um, and apparently they're going out of business after raising $50 million. So this is, I only bring this up to talk about like, how bullish are you on hardware startups and willing to take a chance on, um, things like this? So, because I have a second example, which I think you're probably going to guess so it, it it really depends like i think
1: pearl is an example of what i'm about to say and that well how do we decide we were going to pronounce it Juicero? ju ju jucero
0: help me out i'm pretty, pretty sure, sure it's Juicero, but also the way you pronounce it the second way is hilarious okay
1: well whatever um the you know where where price is a factor so with with these with these hardware manufacturers you know because they don't have the scale that larger manufacturers do it it, i think it harms them a lot on the price side but i think what they way underestimate is that people just aren't going to spend that much money on something that kind of should just be a commodity and, like, the reality is that backup cameras are becoming more and more standard. There's no reason in the world why you need a fancy Wi-Fi-connected machine to make your juice.
0: You know. I disagree. <laughs> if Breville made it, I would have bought it. Um, I think the, pro- well, the problem with, with, uh, with... Actually, I'm going to pronounce it like you say it. The problem with Juicero is that you... The whole point of it was that they sell you an overpriced box that you then have to pair with a overpriced uh, subscription. Like, they were trying to be uh, the Netflix and the Apple of unnecessary juice. So, I I don't know. I guess,
1: so my, my the reason I wanted to bring Pearl into the show was, I think it's also an example of a product that the tech press gets really excited about, but no average consumer in their right mind is ever going to get excited about. Like I think the essential phone is another great example of that. That's some. That's a product that tech press falls over themselves to cover.
0: What and are you talking about? It's going to be a Sprint exclusive. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> but I mean, you know what I mean. Like I,
1: you know, I think it's it's it it totally feeds into the the stereotype that this whole T word thing is is just totally a bubble or like an echo chamber. And I just I don't know I, I wish that some some outlets would would rightfully look at something like this and be like this is this is not going to be something that people are going to buy this is not something we're going to cover.
0: Yeah, no, no, I I totally get that, but I I would recommend looking at it from a different way or maybe just like just how much are you willing to gamble on hardware products, especially hardware products that have a like a back-end server component where they're useless if the company doesn't succeed. Because, like, here here's another example or one that I, like, kind of hits close to home and then that you bought into and that I I never did, but was super almost ready to buy into. Like, um, Coin. Like, that went <laughs> oh, from, like... Yeah, like, I thought that was the most obvious example, like, where it went from, like, zero to 100 uh, with the help of Sandwich, like, super quick. But then... Oh, uh, chip cards happened, and then just manufacturing issues happened, and then like it went from uh, like on top of the world to uh, defective. And like, were they were acquired by Fitbit, or did they go bankrupt? Like, what was their deal? Um, something happened to them. I don't even remember. I think they were a coin Fitbit. Hold on, let's see. Yeah, I think it's yeah the, that might be right. <laughs> Match made in heaven, because uh, yeah, um. Yeah, I don't know. Hardware products are super uh, tricky these days. And and I feel really um, like I want to be always be super um, optimistic and like a cheerleader for like things that seem really cool. But so many of them are reliant on like back end components where if a company doesn't succeed and, and you have to like cheer on the company's success. The product then becomes useless to you, so like you just kind of feel like a sucker for buying into it. Um, yeah, that's that's just kind of a bummer.
1: Yeah, I'm far more skeptical of, and I would actually put software sometimes in that too, depending on price. I'm just I'm I'm much more reluctant to be the first one to buy just about anything. iPhones are an exception, (laughs) but. Um, you know, I don't I don't really rush out to be the first to buy just about anything else now. Yeah. Um
0: there's one other thing about this. Oh, do, do you do you ever kickstart anything? I assume that was probably my answer. I don't I don't think I I don't think I ever have. No. Semi-related and not on the agenda. Uh, did you see the thing about Blue Apron having to reduce their IPO price? I did. Yeah. So I want to actually Actually, that this might actually turn into an actual topic. What do you think of Blue Apron? And uh, and sorry, it, it, they don't want you to call them meal delivery services. Uh, they are, what what is their thing? It's there are recipe solutions. What, what's what's the thing that they do on all their ads now? Oh, I because you actually I, brought this up to me. Yeah, I I remember. I yeah, I remember
1: bringing it up, but I I forget what their specific um
0: phrases. Yeah, it, it was like a really like just marketer's dream type um type race. i think it was like or like a recipe delivery service right yes yeah, like something like that but like what is the deal with like new industries like that that have like vc backing where they are literally like one person has an original idea and then in 9 months There's literally 11 of that thing. Mm -hmm. So Blue Apron, like the ones that I know of that are competing, like Blue Apron is the one that I know most well and uh, that in my mind was probably the first or at least the first successful one. But I think there's one called Plated. There's one called HelloFresh. I think maybe there's something called Recipe Box or maybe that I'm thinking of Box. I don't know. But... Like, why why does there have to be eleven of the same thing, all the time? I I don't I don't have a good answer for you,
1: but yeah, food the the whole meal delivery thing is certainly
0: Exhibit A when you're talking about that. Like, I don't know, cause, cause uh, blue blue apron. I mean, um, oh sorry, there are there's HelloFresh, Blue Apron, Bistro MD, Green Chef, Plated. Freshly Green Blender and Peach Dish are apparently all the the nationwide delivery services, but like, and and have you ever done Blue Apron? I assume you have. I, th- I think everybody in the world has done at least like two weeks of it. Yeah,
1: I have, and I mean, it was fine. the The meal meal was good, and um, but my my experience was that it, it just it took still took quite a while to prep.
0: And I mean, and I and I don't know if you, if you do cook at home much, but like. Do you really find it, like, do millennials like you really find it that taxing to go to the grocery store? No, I, I'm, maybe I'm weird, but I still, especially if we're talking about Trader
1: Joe's, I. Oh, yeah. I very much enjoy going to the grocery store.
0: Yes, the Fearless Flyer. Like, there's always something good. Yeah, right. Can I make a quick impromptu pick of the week? Please. There is uh, something called Shooting Star Cookies, and they are uh, chocolate sugar cookies that have Pop Rocks on them. What? From from Trader Joe's? <laughs> yes. Hold, like, let me, let me see if I can find this. Shooting Star. Trader. They are chocolate-coated sugar cookies covered in a popping candy, because of course they can't say Pop Rocks. <laughs> but, <laughs> they're amazing. Really? Like, I'm sure they're horrible for you, but they are totally worth the $3. That sounds kind of gross, but I'll take your word for it. Surprisingly good, and I generally hate sweet things, because again, I'm an old man, but they are very, very good. Um, and I really hope they don't go the way of, um, the ghost pepper potato chips, which were, um, seasonal or like introduced and then they were gone for a while and then they were introduced like six months later and now they're finally a permanent fixture. I really hope these don't, uh, don't vanish for that long.
1: So we can also, I I can also do a little impromptu Trader Joe's pick of the week. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, which maybe we could, we could consider that making a segment and we'll talk about that off, offline. Um, this was also in the Fearless Flyer. Um the the lady friend was very, very skeptical of this. Um, which she I think had a right to be. This is their <laughs> um avocado citrus yogurt. Mm. Yeah. It it is delicious. Delicious.
0: What's it taste like? Because I guarantee it doesn't taste like avocados.
1: It, it, no, it it does. Yeah, you get a just a little bit of avocado. It, it, it's it's very citrus forward.
0: <laughs> Show title. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs>
1: um.
0: Um. Uh, so does it taste like guacamole?
1: No, 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 no. Um. Uh, hmm. No, doesn't taste like guacamole.
0: I'm having a really hard time figuring this out. Then. Hmm. The, is it like just in a single, is it like a yo-play cup size? Yeah. Or what is it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. 99 cents each there. So next time you're in there, grab one. Hmm. I was, I was skeptical, but ended up enjoying it very much.
0: Okay, related, related question. Do you partake in the free samples? Sure. Sometimes. Okay. And you, do you or do you not have an active Costco membership?
1: i do have an active costco membership
0: okay
1: free samples there as well oh they there definitely yeah
0: trader joe's and- is
1: a l- little harder because sometimes you're 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 in the way costco you know you can kind of pull off to the side sure
0: okay huh what were we talking about safeway i think blue the blue apron uh-huh <laughs> yeah um yeah, I don't know. I I I refuse to believe that for millennials, uh, grocery shopping is that much of a chore. Grocer- grocery shopping is one of the only actually like it's it's in our <laughs> fast paced uh, like lifestyle that most people in an urban environment live. Like, I mean, just like isn't that the one nice thing where you can just settle down, and just like browse the house for a while?
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree.
0: Um, yeah, it's one of the things I also don't get about people always. Um, Clamoring for uh, grocery delivery services. I just don't see where shopping online and having it delivered is really that. I think for
1: appealing. I think for families it can make sense.
0: Well, but it always seems to be positioned as like urban dwellers and well, like single people. Yeah. Like I I just don't I I don't see where people are that strapped for time where waiting around for a delivery person and and ordering through a website and never just like happening upon something by chance is, is actually that appealing. Yeah. I, I, I don't disagree. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's it, but yeah, but, and it seems like that's another thing where in the same way, and I know we're all over the place, but like that whole foods kind of got, um, Sherlocked by Safeway and, and just like the other grocery stores, I think it's probably just too easy for a lot of other companies to get in the meal prep and like meal delivery business that logistically are are better positioned than Blue Apron and all these other services. Just like Safeway got way better about organic, fair trade, whatever whatever. Um where Whole Foods' advantage was wiped out pretty quickly. All right, uh, real real picks of the week?
1: Yeah. So I I have one that I, I I actually think I made a pick of the week months ago now probably, but it was kind of early on with me starting to use it, and and now that I've been regularly using it for the last six months or so is where it's really picked up. Um, is an app called Headspace. You remember you remember when I made this pick of the week a while back? I do. So I have been been very been very diligent about it. I've uh, really stuck with it and really find it to be a kind of a, just a, a nice part of the day. It, so this for, as a reminder, so this is a, uh, a meditation app and they actually just went through a complete redesign. So that was kind of another reason why I thought of picking it again. It, it looks, it looks nothing like it used to, and it, it works quite a bit better now. Um, and they, so they have series that you can do, Which are generally between like ten and thirty sessions that you do once a day. They also have a bunch of just singles that you can do um periodically throughout the day or just as little one-off exercises if you want to do them. But it's it's very, very approachable, very well instructed, um, very casual. It's 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 just I you know, I, I can't I can't say enough good things about it. Um and I think it's um I don't know. I, I think, I think meditation's a, it's a very, very relaxing and very, um, and just become an integral part of my day.
0: And so, you know, and Headspace has sort of made that possible. So do you have any tips like, or how, cause I, cause I've experimented with a couple of these things and just how do you get over the hump? And I'm not, I know it takes time to actually be good at it, but just to like, to just, to... I know. I mean, nobody's no nobody's good at it. That's the first rule of meditation. <laughs> uh, and and then they they but meditation you, seems like one of those things where everybody pretends they're good at it even if they suck at it. Yeah, well, I I certainly don't. Um, yeah. So it, how do you how do you at least like just tell your brain to be
1: quiet for a little bit? You you do it every day, I mean, and you do it. You stick with it. I fell off the bandwagon multiple times when I was first starting with it, and now have a pretty good routine where it's kind of like usually like a five you know five time a week thing. Um, you just, you just have to stick with it and you just, you slowly, slowly and slowly and slowly, you know, get more comfortable with it. Getting, you don't really get better at it. That's not really the right way to think about it, but you, you get, you're, you're more comfortable with it. Hmm. And the other thing that's nice about Headspace is that the, the series and the, and the singles actually, there's a huge variety. The exercises are all very different from one another. So if you start a series that you kind of ends up just not really being your thing, you can always switch over to another one really easily. so there's a lot of a lot of variety, and you can kind of experiment with you know what works and what doesn't work
0: and remind me what is what is headspace's you know, business model subscription okay, is it ten dollars a month probably I think it's like thirteen a month got it okay good
1: yeah
0: it's a really really nice app good um and i don't really have one so i'm gonna make uh this is gonna sound really strange but my pick of the week is gonna be uh eclipse the uh dog in seattle that rides the bus (laughs) and i know this yeah, I, I tried scrapping for one, and I and I, I just really couldn't think of one. But I'll I'll send you a link to it. But there's there's a, a there's a black lab that um, uh that's in Seattle that has her own bus pass, and she gets on the bus and goes to the dog park all by herself.
1: I've got the I've got that's the, it. I've got the, the Facebook page pulled up here.
0: Oh, she has her own Facebook page. Uh huh. But yeah, we'll look at the you got a YouTube video. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I don't think she has an Instagram. Otherwise, I'd be all over that. But hmm. interesting.
1: That's it. Okay. Dog videos. I think that's it, people.